It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Good morning and welcome to the session where faith and life connect on Shine FM and the podcast network is shinefmohio.com. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Yes. You've got your fleece on. It is nice and uh, chilly this morning for That's you. That's right. Yes. Yep. Get your laps in. I did. All is well with the world. Yeah. yeah. The vice president's happy. That that's what makes all of the world okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome in today. We are going to wrap up our discussion of ten ways to help motivate your child, and this is a, a collection from Dr. Scott Taransky, the founder of the National Center for Biblical Parenting. And uh, you'll have the entire notes from the last two weeks on our show doc uh, on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com, so you can catch up on it. If you missed last week or you want to go back and review. Uh, so let's dive right in, Tom. Our passage for the day is from... It's from Paul. Philippians. Yeah, that's right. Thy Philippians. <laughs> for those who don't know that we're just a little bit off today, that is the book of Philippians. <laughs> that's why somehow we woke up with King James. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that, uh, what that was all about this morning. <laughs> so here, Philippians 1, 6. And so I am sure, confident that God who began his good work in you, will carry it on until it is finished on the day of Christ Jesus. It is a work in progress just as our kids are a work in progress. Well said. Yes. And I think I agree with that, that in the same way he's doing a good work, and that's going to be part of our show today, a theme we really want to motivate our children in a positive way. Now, when we motivate our kids, Tom, we, we don't motivate them to stay at home. Right. We motivate them to get them out of the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because we want, the, we want them to go out in the world and succeed. For sure. You know, can you imagine having Mandy and the brothers and her brothers still at home with you right now? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yes? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's mm-hmm. a, boy, you should have seen the look in his, on his face then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so last week in segment one, we started with the idea of uh, 10 ways to motivate your children, first of all, to set goals to make a plan, to make things competitive. And you may want to go back and listen to that one again. To take interest and to celebrate accomplishments, of course. That is one of our uh, things in our wheelhouse here on the session because we enjoy the celebration of success. Yes, definitely. Imagine that. I've heard that somewhere before. I know. That that phrase has come up from time to time. So we jump into number six today, and that is to discover passion in our children. When we talk about getting into their world, well, part of getting into the world is trying to understand them. Now, that's a lifelong project <laughs> in itself. But what is their passion? What really drives them? And then being able to embrace that passion with them and being able to help them 
or facilitate as much as we can there. So supporting our child on the journey toward passion and urge them to keep going until he or she finds out what it is, that they should have something. They don't want to be like a ship drifting in the sea with no direction. We really want them to be able to find what is passion. I am, I am told that I helped my parents with that when I was very, very young. It seems that they knew I was going to have something to do with the media and, adver- and or advertising very, very young. Mm. Because TV in the 60s was, well, apparently what motivated me. But it uh-huh. drove them crazy because we'd be watching TV and I'd make all kinds of noise during the TV show. Uh-huh. But during the commercials, I would stop and run straight to the TV and watch the commercials. Interesting. And then when the content came back on, i just go back to jabbering. <laughs> so that's how my parents knew very early on uh, what my passion be. was going to be. Right. But you said something very important, and I kind of want to hammer this just a little bit before we move on. We've talked about climbing into their world to find out what their passion is, right? not drag them kicking and screaming into ours to right. reinforce to them what our passion is. Right, right. And, and it's the example with Mandy in gymnastics. I didn't have any... You, you, don't, you don't do tumbling down the stairs intentionally every morning? <laughs> no, I don't. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted, oh boy. And how I would land that, I, I probably would not be on my feet. At you, you wouldn't stick the landing. That's, no, I, no, no. Yeah. You. But getting into her world meant, and, and helping her with her passion, uh, she really did like gymnastics. It was a great fit with her cheerleading here at Mansfield Christian. But to facilitate it, to be able to encourage it, to celebrate it. it. It is so incredibly important that we put our children in position to be successful and then celebrate them when they are. And so putting her in position with gymnastics, every opportunity we could gave us an opportunity to celebrate her and her success. And it gave you some uh, daddy-daughter time too. Absolutely. Which is all important. That may be a future show as we get past the first of the year's uh, reinforcement of the daddy-daughter date. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. we haven't talked about that for a while. revisit that. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about 10 ways to motivate your child today. Number seven is to encourage them. Oh, my gosh, Tom. If, if you come away with nothing today, come away with encourage your children. Absolutely. Let your children know that you believe in them. We really want that. We tell them how great they're doing. Uh, and dismiss any self-doubt or fears, which reminds me, it's okay to tell a story. Of course. It, are you kidding? I, On this show? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So let your children know that you believe in them. Well, what that looks like, I'm going to give an example of what it does not, what it does not look like. Okay. So this, this is the negative to yeah. the argument. I am probably a senior in high school, and I say to my dad, Dad, I'm going to go to college. And he looked at me and he laughed. Now, that's not very... That's, that is not motivating, Mom well, and Dad. Let me just yeah, help with that. For sure, yeah. And so then he goes on to say, well, when you flunk out, get your body into... <laughs> How did Denzel Ward say that in uh, Remember the Titans? Take your hind parts and... <laughs> yes. And then get into the service, into the Navy... And when you're done with that, get into a factory and you'll be fine. Wow. That was his, his encouragement to me about my life. Now, let's help folks at home understand. How did that make you feel? It upset me so bad. I was so 
upset by that, that that became my motivation and drive at Ohio State. I had the vision out there immediately that I was going to be able to look my dad in the eye someday and say to him, see, I told you I was going to do it. And in May of 1982, I did. I looked, looked him in the eye and said, see, I told you. I was 27 years old and I had graduated. And that was the first day I actually felt like I had some form of a dad. Wow. And how did, how did, at the risk of getting too personal, how did he react to that? Well, he took me out to lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck you with the bill. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the idea to encourage your kids, you know, and it's little stuff. It's, you know, you would you would take Mandy out to dinner. Um, Today is my daughter's birthday. Okay, so I made sure I posted something on Facebook with a picture of her and her daughter and told her how proud I was of her. Awesome. It can be little stuff like that. It doesn't have to be a three hundred dollar production. Right. It can be just the little things. All right. So number eight in our 10 things to motivate your children, remain positive. Well, and this is really important, too, even when you may not want to be. But again, our children are going to learn and become what they experience in us. So if you're negative, that's what they're going to embrace. If you are pessimistic, that's what they're going to embrace. But on the other side of the coin, it's true, too. If we are positive, we maintain a positive and optimistic outlook for our children. If they see fear or doubt in our eyes, they will likely lose self-confidence. Having a positive approach will brighten their outlook. That, I think that's really important on a situation. They're going to have a much more motivated, positive belief if they see that in us. And so, again, that's what they're going to learn. That's what's going to become important to them is what they've seen. I will always be thankful that I was able to look at the disconnection, the dysfunction in my dad. And our God had instilled in me at a very early age what was right and did not go with that stuff. But it sure set the stage for when I became a parent. I was going to be positive. And you became that. Yes. Laughter around the dinner table. All that was, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know the, the, just uh, taking them and, and embracing them for where they were. And that's, you know, that's probably one of the biggest gifts we can give our kids is the gift of embracing them and being positive with them. And now on our family thread, when they live in, I think it's two time zones now. It used to be three, but I think we're down to two. I can still poke fun on our family thread. And it is like, oh, dad, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So on the session today, we are talking about 10 ways to motivate your children, and we are plowing through them, Tom. Yes. Number nine. Now, this one seems kind of counterproductive to me. We're talking about motivating your children, and point number nine is peer pressure. I understand (laughs) why you would say it would be counterproductive. Now, why do we want to put extra pressure on our kids? So... I think it has to go back, Scott, to putting our children in position to be successful. So that may be putting them in circumstances and environment where if their peers are having an impact and they become, as some would say, peer priority. Right. I think I've heard you use the phrase. (laughs) 
just once or twice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I believe I'm capable of saying something like that. <laughs> and so consequently, what we're looking at there is if it's in a healthy environment like that, well, then the probabilities do go up. The peer pressure could be helpful. But peer pressure in general, unmanaged, I'm not encouraged. Now, I know my parents would occasionally use this on me because we would, you know, I'd talk about, well, you know, Janie did got this and Keith got this and I only got that. And they they would kind of say, well, do you want to do as well as they did? Yeah. Okay. Find out how they did it and imitate it or then work as hard as they did. You know, and that kind of stuff. And sometimes that, sometimes a little peer pressure kick in the seat would help me, but they never said, well, go out and be like Keith. Oh, good. Who was my best friend in high school, and he was uh-huh. also a little bit of a trouble causer, so they'd never say that. But <laughs> they would. that would be the idea, though, that, you know, they, they never did say be like somebody. They just said be the best version of you. But if that means you need to, you know, if I need to kick you in the seat a little bit, I will. Uh-huh. You know, and, and if Keith needs to kick you in the seat a little bit, he mm-hmm. can too. And that's one thing Keith and I did. We were good for each other that way. I really like the comment of be the best version of you. And that's, in parenting, I think a great comment. And one of the things that I think I really like about it is it, in order to say that and mean it, you have to accept them right where they're at. And then you, and they're allowing the child to own being the best version of that. And you know what? That is so good across so many different parts of life. Not only in school, but in what they do, how they manage themselves outside of school, if they're going to be involved in music, if they're going to be involved in art, they're going to be involved in sports, be the best version of you. So we're really encouraging for them to own that very thing. Right. So remember, if you're coming in in the middle and you're like, what are you people talking about? Yeah. We're talking about 10 ways to motivate your child, and you can find out more about what we're discussing on the podcast network at ShineFMOhio.com. And we've made it to number 10. All right. Here we go. I'm excited. We're going to get through it. Excite them. (laughs) You know, we're talking excite your kids about what they want to do, about their goals and ambitions. I can't – I just remember my dad – when, when we were talking about in high school what I wanted to be when I got all grown up. Uh, what was that? We, we had the conversations senior year of high school and then again when I was in, in community college and I was still trying to <laughs> figure some things out. And Dad said, okay, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, Dad, I think I want to be an architect. Uh-huh. And I and I said the only problem is I you know didn't do that well in math in high school. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I flunked all the math <laughs> you needed to get an architecture school. <laughs> I said, well, maybe then I want to be a draftsman. Uh-huh. And that's what my dad was. I had all of his tools. I had his kits. I had his stuff. I was ready to go. I took drafting all through school. Yeah. He said, okay. He said, sir, here's something to think about because, you know, I did that, son. He said, do you want to have a room with a window? Do you want to see things? Or do you want to have four walls and a lime green board to look at all day? I said, well, I'd kind of like to see outside from time to time. He said, then you don't want to be a draftsman. Well, that was kind of a wake up for me. Wow. Yeah. And next thing I knew, I was taking radio. Okay. And I think God used that to kind of shift me. 
right. between flunking math in high school uh-huh. to that conversation is shifting me toward, no, this is where I want you to go. Because I have, during times in my radio career, tried to go back to drafting. Uh huh. And he keeps pulling me back into radio. Interesting, yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid of having these conversations with your kids, I know, as a, as a teacher in the media production plan. Right. Here at, at MCS, I've had these conversations with upperclassmen. What do you think God's leading you to do? Right. And we'll have that conversation, and, and I'll ask him questions, and I'll get him to tell me the whys and, you know, give him some things to think about. Right. Those conversations are good things, but once they find out and they can communicate to you their passion, mm-hmm. get them excited about it. Keep them Now, here's the question. How do you keep them excited about it? There's a great question. How do we? Well, I think, again, and people are going to think this is the answer to everything, but celebrate their success. Tom, that's the answer to everything. You always say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But again, I think it does. When they see the success and they see that they have been successful, that's going to motivate them. They're going to move forward with it. And so also one other way too is if their goals are too high, their expectations are too high, to lower them some, in my mind, is not a bad thing because of this. That it's not like we're, we're at the end of the whole thing. We lower the expectation. They have to work to reach that expectation. But when they do, now they feel the success. Now we raise it. Now you take the next step. Yeah, but I want to make sure that's clear, too, is that they raise it. We facilitate well, what... What do you think you're capable of doing going above? Because if their expectations were too high and they were discouraged, they're not going to be very motivated. My folks did not understand when I got my first radio job. Uh huh. And I was still in college and I got a job working weekend overnights mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, midnight to six or 11 to six. Wow. While wow. a full time college student. And they were like, You sure you want to do that? Right. Well, it's the only way I'm going to learn more about radio. Right. All right. How Uh, can we help you? You know, so uh, they get me a bedroom that was underneath the kitchen and away from everybody else in the house. So when I got home, I could go to bed and I wouldn't be disturbed. Uh Uh-huh. And they put me in a place where, okay, if that's what you got to do, then we're going to keep an eye on your grades too, because if that's a problem, then we're going to revisit this. Yeah. And and they always did. They were always very aware and always uh, encouraging me to keep my grades up right but they they let me and tried to keep me okay well how you doing with that all right what are you going to do with that right i knew i wasn't going to be afternoon drive in new york city Uh, yeah you know in my for after my first job i knew it was going to take several steps to get to where i am sure yeah so yeah that's i guess the long story version of it's okay to you know even if it's something you don't understand mom dad right keep them excited about what they're excited about yeah and with our four children it's interesting now looking back two of the boys are in communications today they both have degrees in communication david's however is in it's more like online communication and he graduated from the University of Florida and which is one of the more challenging communication schools as I understand it. And then Jason has a, a degree in communications and the other two children both are in the health field 
Mandy's a nurse practitioner. Dean's a respiratory therapist. And But the whole point here is I did not push them into communications. I didn't push them into the health field. More so our guidance, I think, was more about where are you going to go and are you going to go? Well, we pretty much, from the time they were able to feed themselves, talking about school is a, is includes college. You know, school, to, we looked at it in the context of 16 years, not just 12. Mm-hmm. So it was always in a, like a given. And they grew up with that, and they all went. So that was that was a good thing, but they had to decide what their calling was. And you know, looking back, I, I r- wished one of them had wanted to go into counseling, and you know, they could be heir to the throne. But that I was going to ask you of how hard is it as a parent for you to not push them toward the family business, quote unquote? Well, right. well, back then, what was interesting, the family business for me, I didn't know what that was going to be. The boys were not interested in in teaching. Mandy, yeah, to a degree. At that point, I don't think it was going to happen. So we didn't push it at all. But at that point, I had no idea counseling. That would have been a little bit more tempting for me if I had known when they were still in the decision-making process about counseling that to see one of them come forward, that would have been really great. Probably Mandy or Dean probably would have had the the better possibility there. David's view of counseling is always so funny. He teases me. Well, Dad, I would just tell him, just knock it off and go on with life. (laughs) (laughs) The practical one. Yeah, we do like to eat, David. (laughs) Don't think we get a whole lot of business if that's what we were saying to folks. Yeah, exactly. All right, so there it is. The 10 ways to motivate your child and remember the first five are on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com if you'd like to go back and revisit that. But if if you know that this is a challenge for you and your kids, and maybe the home life hasn't quite been as encouraging as it could have been, and there, there are always circumstances that can make that difficult, uh, starting a conversation with a Christian counselor could be a good idea. How can they start a conversation with Tom Russell? I can be reached at com. And remember, as always, everything you need to know about uh, what Tom and I are up to here on the session and past episodes are on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. <laughs>